In today's show, we're looking ahead to Wednesday. There are nine games on. We look at streaming options, what we're watching for, injuries. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're here to look ahead to Wednesday. There are nine games on. It probably is, probably, that's the word, probably is a streaming day for most of you. So take advantage of it. Use that. Use future looking ahead to other days as well and see what opportunities are opening up due to short-term injuries, long-term injuries, all that stuff. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First game is the Bulls and the Pistons. This is a back-to-back for Chicago. We don't think anyone's going to rest, but what we we do want to watch is DeRozan and his thigh issue. That has been a problem, so I think you'll play, but we'll watch that one. Um, For the Pistons, though, there's just a million blokes that are out. For the Bulls, we know that Javante Green is out. For the Pistons, sorry, a million blokes questionable. And I don't know what to make. They're all officially questionable. Jaden Ivey, questionable for personal reasons. Boyan Bogdanovich, questionable for bilateral Achilles soreness. Isaiah Stewart, questionable hip soreness. Jalen Duran, the passport legend, bilateral ankle soreness. And Isaiah Livers, an ankle sprain from last game. So we've got five blokes who are questionable. And whatever combination of guys that are in or out impacts everything that happens in this game. So we want to watch a few things. We want to watch Marvin Bagley the fourth and Marvin Bagley the third. We also want to watch James Wiseman and James Wiseman Sr. Um, just to see how those guys go. What happens with Bagley? What happens with Wiseman if Stewart plays and if Duran plays? If they both are out, Duran and Stewart, yeah, I think Wiseman and Bagley are excellent streams. Last game, it was Wiseman getting minutes ahead of Bagley. The game before, Bagley played more than Wiseman, but Wiseman fouled out. And we know what they're going to do. They'll be points and, re- and rebounds, guys with probably decent field goal percentage, who will hurt your free throws, never get assist steals or blocks or hit threes. We know what they do. And if they get squeezed into 17 minutes, then they're not going to be useful. But if Stewart and Duran are out, then they are. So we want to see Wiseman. He's been actually pretty okay in terms of on court. Still not great, but okay. And it's translated to fantasy when the minutes push up. And that happens to a lot of players. We also want to watch Killian Hayes, who, again, the shooting is going to be bad. We know it's going to be bad. But he had good assists, good steals, good blocks, scored all right. The minutes are going to be strong. He's still rostered really not enough leagues, Killian Hayes. People are still well out on him. I don't really understand it. Can't be that many of you that are... It can't be that many leagues of you where not one person is losing field goal percentage. He needs to be rostered in way more leagues, Killian Hayes. I don't think his minutes are changing. I don't think his role is changing. He'll have nights where he scores eight points on 30%. Yes. But he'll also get seven, eight assists and three steals and two blocks and eight rebounds in all these games. Not, not No, not in all these games. You know, scattered throughout. He just needs to be rostered. It doesn't need to be by you. He needs to be rostered in more leagues, though. There can't be 60% of leagues where Killian Hayes is sitting on the waiver wire. There's got to be one team in those leagues, your team or not, that's able to use him. 
But there's just so much uncertainty with this squad in terms of what all these guys do. The other guy to watch would be Hamadou Diallo. But if all these guys play, then he plays 18 minutes and he's useless. So there's just a lot of uncertainty there. Suns and Hornets. Landry Shamit is out for Phoenix. Lamelo Ball is out, obviously, for the season. Cody Martin is out. I think Cody Martin's out for the season, but they won't tell us that. Um, and PJ Washington is now officially doubtful. But do you care about any of that? I guess you care about Lamelo being out. What you care about is that Kevin Durant is back. He's going to be on a somewhat limited minute situation, but we've seen Durant come back from MCLs before or knee injuries before, any injuries. He comes back, he plays 28 minutes, he looks like Kevin Durant. Will he play like 20 minutes? I don't think so. I think he'll be like high 20s, maybe 30 minutes, and he'll just be good. How he fits is a huge thing here. What it means for Aiton, but also what it means for Josh Okogie. Does Okogie start or does Tory Craig start? What does it mean for Terrence Ross and campaign and all these back-end guys? Where does a Kogi fit in? That's probably the biggest one because he is the only other 12-team guy here outside of the big ones, Paul and Booker and Aiden. He's the only other guy in that mix. So what does Durant do to a Kogi? For the Hornets, well, it's the Mallow replacements. Who do they start? Is it Kelly Oubre or is it Dennis Smith Jr.? I don't know that it matters that much. I think both guys will play 30 minutes. I just think that the one who starts probably plays 32 and the one coming off the bench probably plays 30 between Ubre and Smith. Regardless, both of these guys are must-roster players. Ubre scoring with some steals. Smith, don't worry about scoring, assists, steals, blocks. Different options, different values. Both should be grabbed in 12-team leagues. But which one makes more sense for your team, you need to find out. And then we'll see who else fills in. Is it Bryce McGowan's? I, was, I thought it might have been the Salt Fleek, Phil Maladon, but they've actually assigned him to the G League, so maybe he isn't going to get these backup minutes, and maybe it goes to um, the Dark Librarian. The Dark Librarian, there's something about Book Knight. I've got to get the name right. He's just shit as a player, but we've got to get the name right for him. I don't know what it is. He's a, he's a knight, he's a warrior, the book warrior, I don't know, there's something. Anyway, we'll, we'll workshop that. He's not good enough for me to waste that much time on. Maybe he gets minutes. Not that we care that much for fantasy. Um, let's go to the next game. The Nets and the Knicks. It is a back-to-back for New York. So, no, it's not. It's a, not New York. I hate when these teams play. I always get confused who's New York, who's not. I don't know why. They're both New York. We know this. It's back-to-back for Brooklyn. Ben Simmons will be out. Edmund Sumner is out on Tuesday. Not that he's a factoring into the rotation, while the Knicks are clean injury-wise. On the Knicks, we want to see the Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart, RJ Barrett, not really Quentin Grimes. We know what he is. 21 minutes, useless. Barrett, I think, is a pretty clear drop in all category leagues. All 12-team category leagues. Points leagues, I'd hold, but the minutes are down. He hasn't played 30 minutes in three straight games. And Hart hasn't played 30 minutes at all. I thought that Hart might play 34 a night here, but he hasn't. And Quickly's around 30. So we're getting Barrett, Quickly, Hart, all in 28 to 30-minute zone. Making them all, well, not really Barrett, but making Hart and Quickly back-end 12-team league players. Let's see if there's any change to that rotation decision from old Captain Como over himself, Thomas Thibodeau. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio, the NBA season. We are halfway there. We're past the midway point, but it's a perfect time to download Fangio, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fangio Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to even three-pointers drained. 
We go over to FanDuel and look at today's games, Tuesday's games, Bulls-Raptors. They've got the Raptors as five-point favorites. They've got some weird uh, single-game things here. How many dunks in the first quarter we can have a bet on? Two-plus dunks plus one plus 830 for two-plus dunks in the first quarter. What? That's crazy. I can't believe that. Oh, no, it's not even in the first quarter. It's in the first three minutes of the first quarter. They are very specific things that FanDuel's got up there, and you can check it all out. They also let you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Rematch time, Sixers heat. Philadelphia is a one-point favorites on the road here against Miami. Um, the Heat just beat them by two points in Philadelphia. Deadman's out. Jovic is out. Yurtseven is out. Um, Kyle Lowry was questionable to play last game. He's um, actually, he was questionable. He's officially out of Wednesday's game. So why rule him questionable? They're not playing. Yeah, frustrating. Um, the winner soldier, Max Struess, is now questionable. Kevin Love, probable. He's going to be, he's, he's going to be probable every game, it feels like. Probable with knee, knee hyperextension, I think they've called it here. Yeah. Um, on the sixes, we want to watch Anthony Melton, who played 30 minutes last game. Steal in two blocks. That's what he brings. The minutes is the big question, though, and they are all over the place. Look at these minutes. 19, 14, 21. 34, 13, 25, 31. Like, that makes it so hard to roster him. The reason we can hold him this week is because of the four quality games, and they have the Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back, and no other team does. But that's really about it. And that's the only reason I'm going to talk about PJ Tucker as well, who has seen his minutes rise from 21 in uh, on the 15th of January, sorry, February. And then since the All-Star break, he's played 32, 38, 33. Are we just getting big PJ Tucker minutes now every game? He's not that good from a fantasy perspective. In fact, he's actually actively bad. But if does he play like 65 minutes in two games Wednesday, Thursday? Is that enough to use him? I don't know. For Miami, Gabe Vincent will get another start. He's absolutely worth having a look at at least because of the fact that they play Wednesday and Saturday, which is um, strong in terms of uh, volume of games or quality games. So look at him there, and let's see what he's able to do. And if Lowry does return later on, is he able to hold him off? And then Kevin Love, who I don't think it's been particularly good when they play him big minutes and they limited his minutes against Philadelphia. They won. Is that coincidental? I don't know. I honestly don't think that Kevin Love will be able to maintain high 20s minutes. I don't think that will be what will be good for this team. We saw Caleb Martin play 30 minutes last game. So what is Love's role? Is it back to this 20-minute-a-night role, which isn't a 12-team league player? Or will he go back to 26-27? Because last game he played 21, and we really need to focus in on that. Cavs and Celtics. Boston are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I've just got an update here on Detroit, by the way. Some uh, injury updates came through. Stewart is out. Duran is out. Livers is doubtful. That just came through. Um, Bogdanovich is probable and Ivy is off the injury report. So fire up your Marvin Bagley the third, fire up your Marvin Bagley the fourth. Um, Hamadou Diallo with livers out probably gets a boost there as well. So I could look at uh, Wiseman, Bagley, Diallo all become 12 team options, but Ivy and Bogdanovich are going to play. It appears. So just got that update. Just come through now. Cavs and Celtics. No one is ruled out for either team. We just got Mike Muscala on the injury report as questionable. Jalen Brown is returning for Boston. For Cleveland, we do want to watch Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Um, because I just don't think he's anything more than an assist streamer. 
And it's him, there's Okoro, there's Osman, there's Stevens, there's Wade, there's Green. All those guys keep eating into each other's minutes and playing time. Like, look at Levert's minutes. 32, 9, 23. You can't trust that and you can't predict it. And the same goes for Okoro, who's seen his minutes cut a lot recently. He was playing, he went 29, 27, 37, and then 19, 20, 23, 21 after the deadline when Danny Green joined. And it's not even because Danny Green's playing minutes. They're just going different directions. Look at Dean Wade. 6, 9, 8, 8, 25. They're just consistently rotating guys in and out. And that makes it very hard to trust any of them. For the Celtics, I want to see Rob Williams. What his minutes look like? Can we get some explosion? Can you pass, get an assist? Or is he just getting frozen out of the offense under Joe Mazzola? That's possible. And then with Brown back, we want to see what happens to Brogdon and White. And they are also like these situations where some nights it might be Derek White playing 28 and Brogdon playing 20, or other nights it would be Brogdon playing 32 and White playing 17. Can we get any sort of discernible pattern? I really doubt it. And it makes Brogdon and White just back-end sort of players. The Orlando Magic. They take on the Bucks. It is a back-to-back for the Bucks At this point, John Isaac is questionable for Orlando. I don't expect Chris Middleton to play. It's a back-to-back for Milwaukee. I don't expect Giannis to play. Now, he is probable for Tuesday, Yanni, but I don't think he plays Wednesday. I don't know that. Wes Matthews is out Tuesday. I don't think he's going to be a factor anyway. For the Magic, I want to see Cole Anthony, who can always pop off at any point. But what are they planning on doing with him? Because he played 27 minutes last game. Basically, he took Isaac's minutes. Is he just a a 20-minute-a-night player? Or is he a 25? Or is it going to be one of those things where it just rotates every game? And also want to watch Markel Fultz because Fultz is turning into a solid top 70 guy. He was a guy in the preseason that I was like, all right, I'm drafting him everywhere late. And then he got injured and I went, oh, okay, I guess I'm not drafting him. And then I was adding him everywhere and it's worked out pretty well. But he, even he has exceeded my expectations. He looks like a legitimate top 100, top 80 fantasy guy moving forward. Really, really good. And let's see if he's able to do that. Let's see if he's got any other wrinkles as well. Imagine he starts shooting. Like, I don't think he will, but if that happens, whew. Interesting stuff. The next couple of games are just all based on back-to-backs. Grizzlies and Rockets, both of those teams are on a back-to-back. Adams will be out. We've got Jalen Green returning to action on Tuesday. There is a chance he sits out on a back-to-back. We don't know about Kevin Porter, whether he's going to play on Tuesday, but if he does, I would expect that he sits Wednesday. And then we've got the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. He's out on Tuesday, so I guess he plays Wednesday, but he might be out as well. So there is a lot of openings here for the Rockets with Knicks and Washington and Eason and Christopher. But it also could all be closed up if Green, Porter, and Tate all play. That could be all the the value that we think we have with those guys might disappear. We also, of course, want to watch Shangoon and the playing time there. The next game is also a double back-to-back, the Lakers and the Thunder. Both these teams play Tuesday. They both play again Wednesday. We know LeBron's going to be out. Shea is in COVID protocol, so he's likely not going to be there. And Pokyshevsky's going to be out. Jansley Russell won't play on Tuesday. There's a chance he plays Wednesday. His return would impact Dennis Schroeder, who is a really strong stream. Obviously, Jared Vanderbilt's a really good ad without LeBron there. And we'll get an idea on Tuesday what they do with Hachimura or Troy Brown or Austin Reeves, which one of those guys pushes closer to 30 with LeBron out. But we'll get more information of that. On Tuesday, with the Thunder, with Shea out, it's Isaiah Joe, who's really a key beneficiary there. The Pelicans and the Blazers. This is a back-to-back for Portland. Portland are two-point favorites. There's no Zion. There's no Anthony Simons. There's no Nurkic. There's no Winslow. 
I don't expect Larry Nance to play. I'm going to put him as questionable, but I don't think there's any chance that Larry Nance is ready to go in this one. So I want to see what they do with backup center because last game, it wasn't Billy Hernan Gomez. It was actually Jackson Hayes. Now, I don't really understand why because Hayes had just hadn't played in any non-garbage time situation since the 5th of February, whereas Hernan Gomez had been the guy getting the backup role. So I don't know what the thought process was there or if it continues. I also want to see what they do with Josh Richardson, who did have some foul trouble last game, but is he really the solution as a starter? Of course he isn't, but will Willie Green realize that? What happens with Herb and Trey and all those guys? And then Valanchunas, who we did highlight on the Buy Low, Sell High show earlier today. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. Um, his numbers are just way down. He's not hitting any threes. He's not blocking any shots. The usage is in the toilet. Why is he getting frozen out? Is it an Ingram factor? Can we get usage back? And you'd think he'd be able to play more minutes with no Nance and no Zion, but it hasn't been the case. So let's see what changes there, if anything. The Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back, we're just looking at the Sixers. That's it. They're the only team we can stream in there. So you're looking at Melton and Maxi if he was dropped, and maybe McDaniels and maybe Tucker and maybe Nyang. But those guys are playing like 10 minutes a night. Milton, Shake Milton and um, Nyang and McDaniels, they're playing like 10 to 15 a night. But it might be enough on a back-to-back to use them. Just streaming for Wednesday, we've got Drew Eubanks, Matisse Thibel in Portland, Brandon Clark, although Clark and Tillman, who knows what direction they go with rotations there. Um, Josh Richardson is available in a lot of leagues still. Alex Caruso will probably start, almost definitely start again for Chicago. Isaiah Joe's an option. Killian Hayes is definitely an option, um, even though Ivy is back. And Cam Reddish, who I think is going to start again for Portland. He is clearly someone we want to look at. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% plus of leagues. Jay Crowder, does he play the back-to-back? I think he does, but we don't know that. But there might be no Middleton, no Yanni, maybe no Bob Portis. We might get 30 minutes out of uh, Jay Crowder. Something to watch. Xavier T. Illman, the Pelicans backup. I don't know how to judge it, though. Is it Hayes or is it Hernan Gomez? Last game, it was Hayes. Doesn't mean it will be this next one. So one of those guys is a streamer. It's just like a coin flip, really. But Hernan Gomez is the better fantasy producer. Pig Williams in OKC. He played like 13 minutes last time we saw him. We'll get a better idea on Tuesday, but maybe he's a 25-minute-a-night guy. Grayson Allen, Rick Rubio, Austin Reeves. He could actually become a standard league stream as well. And then Dacian Nick slash Ty Ty Washington, assuming that Porter and Green don't play. For points league streaming, we've got these guys available all in 40% plus of leagues. Killian Hayes, Drew Eubanks, Josh Richardson, Brandon Clark, Cam Thomas, Emmanuel Quickly, Malik Beasley, and Dennis Smith Jr. Smith should be rostered everywhere. He's still available. Um, Beasley should be rostered pretty much everywhere. And quickly, and Thomas probably should be as well, but they are still around in a lot of spots and you can stream them in here. The next four days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We've got three low volume days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Friday, a little bit harder to stream with 10 games. Again, you probably can do it on Friday. You might be able to. They just got to have a cutoff somewhere. These are the guys that we're really looking at to bring good value. And I think the wave pool, even though he does struggle with three games in the next four nights to Anthony Melton, he's worth looking at. Then you've got a couple of, or a bunch of two game guys. Zach Collins, DeLon Wright, Dan Gafford, Jeremy Sohan, Denny Avdia, Killian Hayes, and Goldfinger Charlie Bassey. All of these guys are available in over 40% of leagues, and there's some really strong value for them with two low-volume days in the next four nights. If we just look at the next four days in general, including the 10-game Friday, we've got um, some interesting guys that I think on a per-game basis are top 100 sort of players. Zach Collins has two games in the next four nights. I like it. Kyle Anderson. Two games of the next four nights. Should be rostered. Joshy Richardson. Drew Eubanks. Taylor Horton Tucker only has one game. And yes, Chris Dunn is there. But I would still prioritize Horton Tucker over Dunn. Although Dunn is an option. 
Brandon Clark, always iffy. Matisse Thibel, you know you need steals, you're going to get him. And then there's Dillon Wright with two games again. If you need steals with some assists, Dillon is there with Morris still dealing with injury as well. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.